This KPCT podcast sponsored by Karen Pryor Academy for Animal Training and Behavior. Get the details on our professional dog trainers program. We develop, certify, and support excellent teachers and trainers. Visit www.karenpryoracademy.com or call 800-472-5425. That's 800-472-5425. All right, we'll just we'll switch gears, then we'll come right back. Because this person knew how to ask a question, and I quote, At Cooker Expo Philadelphia in 2004, Aaron was gracious, gracious enough <laughs> to ask my question. That faculty share, that faculty share... <laughs> that fact, I'm just telling you, this is how you write questions. I'm letting you know. Uh, <laughs> that faculty share a wow moment they had in clicker training. So much has happened in the past eight years, and many of you are the same folks. So, uh, what have been the new wow moments in the past uh, eight I'm years? Totally tagged for choosing to use gracious. <laughs> <laughs> Suck up that you are. <laughs> He's all stop. I still, the same as last time you asked the question, is ordinary people doing extraordinary things. You know, we have, I have my super trainers and I have my people that do sports and they win all the stuff and all the cabinets full of trophies and then I get somebody who's not very competent with a dog that's way out of their league and works hard for two years and it's a very ordinary person and they get there. Yeah. That's the wow for me. It's where clicker training reaches the edges of the people that would have been failed if we hadn't developed clicker training. Nice. Yeah. Good. I, I'm not going to top that because it's the same answer. <laughs> so it is. It's the same answer. It's, what the, it's, it's, it's not what the handlers are doing. or It's not what the animals are doing. It's what the handlers are doing. That, and it's just extraordinary to see... It's extraordinary to see the growth of clicker training in the hands of uh, people who would be passed by as riders, horse handlers, that just would be ignored. And they're turning out these just extraordinary, amazing clicker superstars. To me, the whole clicker experience has been a continuous wow. <laughs> Seriously, I, I, we were it's a long duration behavior. Yeah, long dura- yeah, yeah, you know, I, we were reflecting, Karen. And I were reflecting last night about because we're going back to Chicago, and that was the first clicker expo, and uh, the way that we were there, and the way that we are now. Is, is 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 way more refined and you know so I, I have to list every faculty to do the wow 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 and and talks this everything is wow i think <laughs> so. oh um can i skip me I'll yes d- yes no you can't i'm sorry <laughs> I no i i i'd like to go on for like an hour and a half on this topic um I think the thing I think, wow, almost every day, because I read the lists every day, the Clicker Expo list and, and the, is the, the KPA graduates. Holy mackerel. They are amazing. And they are, first of all, it was hard to do that. It's hard work. You hang in there for six months. It's not an easy course. And they went in great. And they came out wonderful. And I'm in awe of all of them. It's just a thrilling thing to see this group. Every, all of you, really, everybody who comes to Clicker Expo is 
different. Every year it just gets better and better. And they are exemplars to me of that change in civilization, starting right here. I'm not sure if, to, if I should continue on the same vein or go in a different direction here, but I, I think I was, just before we started here, uh, Victoria Stilwell was up here and we were talking about different conferences and different places that we speak at. And for me, one of the things that really resonates about Clicker is I speak to a lot of different groups, but I've never, you never come to, I never go to a group that is as open and as reinforcing as speaking at this group because everybody who comes here already buys into the power of positive reinforcement and they just want to drink in more. And so it is one of the most reinforcing places to come. And it, it has to be because of this technology we're using that is just so wonderful. Uh, and it's just rare to go anywhere else and have that same reception. And so it's, 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 to me, it's, there's those, those wow things happen all the time, and, and, and I think if you talk about stories of various animal interactions, we could probably list hundreds of those that show the power of, of positive reinforcement on the animals, but like everybody else, it's, it's seeing how it's changed the way people talk and the way people interact and the way people do things that is really, really very remarkable to me. What is that <laughs> I guess I get to answer you. Okay, cues as reinforcers is absolutely the coolest thing ever. And um, I would like to go back to my son's first service dog and explain to her about stimulus control and that she doesn't have to put his underwear in the kitchen sink. It's okay if you don't do that. I'd really like to go back and fix that. But here is the biggest, and I shared this with Karen and I'm gonna try to say it clearly. It was at the opening, our opening talk here, when Aaron opened up about something that was so amazingly personal and painful to a bunch of strangers. Why did he do that? Because it was safe. And that is how my patients are. It's safe. And that, when that occurred, honestly, that was really life-altering for me, that he would feel that safe with all of you, strangers he doesn't know, but knows that you guys have a same concept. That's pretty amazing. I so wish you'd started the other way because <laughs> it's really hard to follow every one of those and I'm going to be brief. Um, I love what Kay said because I'm often working with clients who come to me as their last, I mean they call and say you're my last hope, that we're about to euthanize the dog and, and this is all we have and it's, it's not that I do anything magic, I certainly don't, but if I can give them the tools through clicker training to reinterpret their bad hopeless dog it, it is, it's a miracle to me that through this new way of relating and communicating to their dog, their whole description of this hopeless dog changes. I just had a lovely couple in, oh, maybe last month, with, to me, a quite fixable, very leash-aggressive uh, Australian Shepherd, very dramatic behavior, and this poor couple were floored. They adored the dog, but it was, they could not leave the house. And to be able to give them some simple tools have them really commit to using it, and then a month later get the email back with the glowing report of what a brilliant and beautiful dog and isn't he an Einstein that he learned so fast, and <laughs> let's go with that interpretation, it's fine. But they were average, committed pet owners who said, we're gonna take this and run with it. It still gives me chills. I said in one of my talks, 
Every time I get a new animal up and go to shape it, whether it's a dog or another species, I still think it's magic. I've been doing this for a long time, and I still think this is the niftiest thing ever that you can shape an animal. And I want to just grab strangers and go like, look how cool this is. And I think I must be simple-minded because it never... Well, I'm pretty sure I am. It never gets old. I have never been bored with shaping an animal and seeing how much fun it is. So wow for me is, I'm like Groundhog Day. Every moment's a new moment. That was, that was totally worth having it at the end. It totally worth it. I would definitely say ditto to everything about seeing other people have their first light bulb moment is so much fun for me. And... Uh, I've been doing a lot of work in the past couple years traveling to other guide dog organizations trying to get them to make the switchover. And I can't tell you how satisfying it is to get an email from a hardcore traditional trainer who said, you can't train a guide dog with clicker and have him email me go, okay, Michelle, you were right. <laughs> so and on, on several levels, that's satisfying. But I do digress to another subject from a Norway saying of, you have to make sure you take the right pair of mittens home. Ah! <laughs> and that would be that I got a new puppy this year. And uh, in the process of doing my second litter of clicker training puppies, I had the light bulb moment of, I just discovered my new favorite way of selecting a puppy. And it was so exciting to be able to work with a litter that I knew I had first choice puppy out of and realizing the clicker has just given me a whole new way of evaluating the puppy that I want to spend their life with. So, yeah, cool. ongoing moments. What did, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> Come to my talk tomorrow. <laughs> and I will share with you what I did. <laughs> Yeah, cool. <laughs> wow. I like this. I like this. <laughs> okay. All right. That was great. That was great. Thank you, for uh, Denise, for that question. This KPCT podcast sponsored by Karen Pryor Academy for Animal Training and Behavior. Get the details on our professional dog trainers program. We develop, certify, and support excellent teachers and trainers. Visit www.karenpryoracademy.com or call 800-472-5425. That's 800-472-5425.